Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. If you listen to not last week's episode, but the episode before that, you'll know that I'm doing this new thing where I kind of just set the scene and give you guys a little bit of a background as to where I'm recording from, what time of day it is, and all that jazz. So it's a Tuesday evening. I've got green tea in front of me as a little bit of a pick-me-up since I am working late tonight. Also, the next few months are a little bit hectic for me as I'm in the process of moving. So please bear with me if there's a few delayed episodes here and there. I promise I really am trying my best, but of course, some things are really not in my control. But anyways, I've already got my PJs on. I'm ready for bed so that when I'm done, I can get comfy under the covers and edit this episode. Also, we had our first ever guest on the show last week to talk about stress management. And I would love to know everybody's thoughts on bringing future guests. So let me know if you enjoyed it. And if you have anyone in mind that you'd like to hear from, just shoot me a message and I can definitely try my best to get them on the show. It's definitely very fun and different doing interview style episodes versus, you know, something like this. So as long as you guys enjoy it, I'm happy to continue doing it. But anyways, getting into today's episode, I want to talk about a completely new topic that I haven't ever covered before, not on here and neither on my TikTok or really any social media platform. I'm pretty private about my relationship. I don't really share much other than you know, the one or two pictures here and there on special occasions. And if you don't know yet, I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for almost three years. And I'm not going to lie, it has definitely been a very interesting journey. I say that because we've truly been through so much to get to where we are. And relationships are not always sunshines and rainbows like you see online. There is just so much that goes into a relationship And although everyone has their own opinions and beliefs as to, you know, what a relationship should look like, I am going to be talking about everything today from my own experiences and, of course, through my own lens of things. You can either agree with certain things or disagree with others, but I love hearing opposing opinions just to see things from a different point of view. So I really am hoping that this can be the same for you as well. I want to start off by saying that relationships are such a beautiful thing in this world, as cliche as that sounds, and not just romantic ones, but really all sorts of relationships. I think they are a very big part of our happiness and fulfillment in life, and I don't mean to get dark and gloomy about what I'm about to say, but when you are on your deathbed, one of the things you will surely be thinking about is the loved ones around you and the memories that you've had with them. So I live life with this at the back of my mind all the time. And knowing this, I always make sure that the relationships in my life are one of my top priorities. So I put a lot of time, energy, and effort into them. I think that all relationships require that in order to be successful and long lasting. And I do hear a lot of the time people saying that, you know, if a relationship doesn't feel effortless, then it's not meant to be. And honestly, I 
Couldn't disagree more. I think that that statement lacks context and doesn't take into account a lot of the things that are the basis of why a relationship exists in the first place. And I will be getting into details of what I mean by that. But on the other end of things, if you're single and not in a relationship, I still think that the things we'll be touching on today can definitely benefit you, especially if you're dating and looking to enter a relationship that is healthy right off the bat. And it may even help you strengthen the boundaries you have, the values you have, and maybe even discuss these things with a potential future partner. But without further ado, I do want to go over five things that I think are the foundation of navigating a successful and healthy relationship. The first one being that it's okay to have a set of standards, but you got to get rid of the unrealistic expectations. And you're probably thinking, well, aren't they the same thing? Yes and no. I say yes because they both involve demanding certain things from your partner and that relationship, but I say no because to have a set of standards means that there is a few things, whether it's appearance, values, beliefs, or behaviors that you'd like to see in your ideal partner. To have expectations from that partner means to expect certain outcomes from every scenario and event in that relationship without really taking into account that people do things differently. So for example, you're someone who loves flowers and expects their partner to spoil them with flowers often. This is an expectation. However, your standards could look like wanting your partner to be a romantic person And so they might show this in various ways. He might think that he's being romantic by giving you words of affirmations or setting up date nights for you two. He may not place the high importance though on giving you flowers the way that you place that importance on getting flowers. That doesn't mean that he's not romantic or that he doesn't love you. He just expresses himself in different ways. And of course, giving someone flowers is not an unrealistic expectation. This is definitely something you can communicate with your partner and let them know that you love flowers and that it makes you feel appreciated. But I want you to apply this to those unrealistic expectations that you have in your head, especially the ones that are a result of what you see on social media. And one thing you need to know about expectations in life is that the more expectations you have, And the more specific they are, the more you're going to be disappointed. The less expectations you have in life, on the other hand, the more you're going to appreciate the things that you receive. So stop convincing yourself that to expect grand things in life is a good thing. Yes, you can connect it with manifestation and dreaming big and reaching for the sky, but there is still a big difference between those things. And if you want to live a happy life, you got to let go of those expectations. This is, of course, going to take lots of practice if you are someone who constantly thinks in their head, this person should do this and this person should do that. But if you can learn to get there, then I promise you, you will be much more appreciative and happy in that relationship of yours. I too can relate to this because I used to be that girl who had in mind exactly what her boyfriend should be doing and saying, 
and it wasn't healthy at all. I was never satisfied and honestly that's too bad that I even spent a day with that kind of mindset because I wasn't able to see all the nice things that my boyfriend was doing for me. The next thing that can get in the way of a healthy relationship is the whole if he wanted to he would statement that people say when it comes to grand gestures. Emphasis on grand gestures. I get the intent behind the statement and I do agree with it to a certain extent. Like if he wants to talk, he will call you to talk even if it's for five minutes. If he misses you, he's going to come see you. If he wants to know if you're okay, he will make sure that you're okay. Like For example, when I'm upset or down, my boyfriend really shows me how much he loves and cares about me because immediately he calls me or comes to see me no matter what he's doing. And he does everything he can to cheer me up. Like literally he does not stop until he sees a smile on my face. And I think it's really sweet because there have been times where he was super busy with other priorities, but instead dropped everything to make sure I'm good. And this, in my opinion, is the perfect example of if he wanted to, he would. But to the young girls who are listening or anyone that feels their boyfriend is not doing enough because he's not setting up a grand gesture for you, that is not an indicator of his love for you. My dad and boyfriend are both the same in the sense that they are not creative and are more simple in their acts of love. But there is absolutely no doubt that the love they have for me and my mom is infinite. And I think social media nowadays is definitely ruining a lot of relationships because you now have people not only comparing themselves to other people, but their relationships with others. That's quite literally going to set you up for failure in terms of navigating a healthy relationship. I do have an episode on how to stop comparing yourself to others, and I think you can definitely apply those tips and pointers from that episode to your relationship, so give that a listen when you get the chance. But overall, just remember that not everybody wants a relationship in the same way that you do. People express themselves differently, people prioritize things differently, and people handle things differently. And so the whole if he wanted to, he would, it doesn't really apply in all scenarios because that partner of yours can, again, love you so very much, but just not show you he loves you in the same way that you want to be shown. And one last thing is communication is such a powerful tool. Some partners are just a bit oblivious and need to be told what to do and that's okay. There are tons of people like this and when they are told what to do, they do it in a heartbeat. So in this case, we can kind of reward it as if he knows you want it, he should. The next thing that is probably one of the most important things in a healthy relationship is learning how to fight. Fighting is good, Fighting is healthy, fighting strengthens the relationship, fighting is a signal that you care for each other and I could literally go on and on, but this is all if it's done in an appropriate way. And just a quick disclaimer, I am not referring to physical fights or any verbal abuse because these things do not apply to the type of fighting that I'm referring to. The type of fighting that is seen as good and healthy is the type of fighting that I'm referring to, and it involves expressing yourself in a level-headed and logical way. 
it involves hearing your partner out and really taking the time to understand their point of view, even if it's far different than yours. And it also involves compromise. It's okay for there to be negative emotions involved as well, but the basis of all fighting is because we're all different and we come from different backgrounds. So these differences can ignite a fight. After all, you can't really expect to be dating your own clone. And no matter how well you think you know your partner, you are still dealing with a completely unique individual. And it's okay if you and your partner don't know how to fight in a healthy way right off the bat. You can learn this along the way, just like my boyfriend and I have been able to reach the point we are now in after literally years of work. Now, if you find you and your partner are fighting now and then, or even more often at the beginning of the relationship, aka when differences between the two of you are unknown, then that shows that you two are in it for the long run and that you care about each other. Otherwise, your partner could have easily ignored the situation, which is a clear indicator that they do not care about you or the relationship. Fighting also means they're being honest with you about their point of view. They could easily lie and say they are on the same page to avoid a fight, but if they're expressing themselves, then it's clear they are being honest and want to reach a compromise. Fights can also be seen as milestones if they have to do with big decisions in your life or even the little things that bother you in the beginning of a relationship or on a moody day. You're going to look back at these fights and laugh with your partner. Every single time that you survive a fight with your partner, it gives you assurance and it strengthens the love and bond between you two and is exactly why makeup sex is so common because you feel closer to each other after every fight. You feel relieved after a fight and if that doesn't convince you that fighting is a good thing, then I don't know what will. The next thing you need to stop doing if you want to have a healthy relationship is you need to stop playing games. And this is one of those things that will not only find you the right guy, but will help you keep the right guy in your life. It's also something that should apply to both partners and not just one. I remember when I was single, my friends at the time had a completely different approach to dating than me. And this often involved playing hard to get and replying late to messages and not expressing your feelings too much, giving the silent treatment, making the other person jealous and so on. Honestly, I think this approach will more often than not find you a temporary guy that is probably reciprocating that same energy. Energy that feeds off of playing games, which can lead to toxic relationships. This is just another form of self-sabotage, and it's only going to hurt you in the end because it ultimately is going to make you both frustrated enough to the point where it's going to drive you both away from each other. It's the perfect way of basically admitting that you're just simply not emotionally available for a meaningful relationship. It's also a clear indicator that you're just insecure and that you're unable to form a relationship without the mind games that you set out to play. And I've honestly never seen anything good come from it, from the people around me who did take this approach. But when you learn to let your guard down and be yourself completely, you're going to attract someone with the same energy. When I met my boyfriend, I was a pretty dorky girl and I was really open and direct about what I was looking for and how I felt. So I remember on my first date with him, 
one of the first questions I asked was, what are your intentions with me? Obviously, if he was the type of guy to sleep around, then he would be frightened by this message and I would hope to scare him away. But he was really genuine in this response. And so that was what opened the door to a second date for us. Now, don't get me wrong. There was still silly banter and flirting. But when I say we didn't play games with each other is we didn't hold back when we wanted to say something or show how we felt. Another really cute thing I remember is my boyfriend would literally respond so fast to every single text message. It wouldn't even take him 30 seconds. So it was very clear that he was intentional in his actions. But if I had listened to the friends that I had at the time, I would probably not be in the relationship that I'm in. And I blame hookup culture for this dating environment that's been created where everyone feels the need to have a guard up. It's quite unfortunate and it just makes dating difficult overall. But my best recommendation to you is just put your ego aside Be your utmost self and stop worrying about looking like a fool because this approach will take you so much farther. The last thing that is very important to understand if you want to navigate a healthy relationship is that you need to commit to a full-time effort of being in a relationship. Being in a relationship is not easy and in fact, it's quite hard if you want to maintain a good one. That is why you always hear the phrase, choose your heart, because being in a relationship is hard. Being married is hard. Being single is hard. You just have to decide which type of difficulty you are willing to endure. It takes a lot of work to keep a relationship strong. There have been multiple times where either me or my boyfriend could have walked away, but We decided we're in it for the long run, and so we always found a way to make it work, and we'll continue to find ways to make it work. We give it our 100%, and not just one of us, but the both of us, because we have committed not only to each other, but to making it work. One thing I am a firm believer in is that love is simply not enough to make a relationship work. Some people might disagree, but in my opinion, that love needs to be accompanied by commitment and a willingness to change and perseverance through hardship and self-control in the sight of temptation and so much more. And so if you find yourself in a pickle because you know how much your partner loves you but still feel unsatisfied because of the way they behave in a relationship then chances are it's because their love is not accompanied by other things that are also important to you. It's also worth mentioning that yes, I say it's a full-time effort, but it shouldn't feel like a chore or a job or a burden. It should be rewarding and fulfilling, and it should be something you want to work towards without even thinking twice. If you're attempting to walk away at any chance you get, then that signals that you are just not willing to put in that work for that relationship. You don't think it's worthy enough. So whatever situation you're currently in, just know that it takes time and it takes effort, but you have to want to put in that time and effort without it feeling like, again, a job or a chore. So those are the five things that I think make up a healthy relationship And listen, if you or your partner lack in a certain area and find yourself on toxic grounds, 
then that doesn't mean your relationship is doomed. There is always room for improvement and growth. And I can certainly admit that my relationship wasn't as healthy as it is today. So talk with your partner, recognize where you're wrong and set out a plan to tackle things differently. Of course, the way that you handle yourself in a relationship will be dependent on numerous factors such as your age and your experience, how many relationships you've been in, the type of love you receive from your parents and friends. It's all connected. And so another piece of advice would be to take the time to really understand yourself and your needs because the more self-aware you are, the more you'll be able to utilize your strengths and weaknesses to make it work for you and not against you. Lastly, you get to define what is healthy and what's not healthy. So don't rely too much on social media when seeking advice because I do see a lot of people pointing out little things that they think is toxic when in fact it's just things that are part of being in a relationship. Even myself, the things that I've gone over today, these are just my opinions and ideas of what separates a healthy and unhealthy relationship. It's totally fine if you disagree with one. Again, at the end of the day, you decide what it means to be in a healthy relationship. So to recap, the five things that I think are the foundation of any successful and healthy relationship are number one, keeping your standards high, but ditching the unrealistically high expectations. Number two, being aware that grand gestures don't equate to having the perfect partner. Number three, learning to fight in a healthy way. Number four, realizing that playing games won't do you any good. And number five, committing to a full-time effort of being in a relationship. That is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback means so much to me. The more people that this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I would love it if you could do that for me. Also, if you guys have any recommendations as to what you'd like me to talk about in future episodes, definitely let me know because I am 100% open to recording what you guys want to hear. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The written reviews can be done over on Apple Podcasts and the ratings can be done on Spotify. Just send me a screenshot and you'll be eligible to win. The winner is announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at Parmas Najmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. And now it's time to announce the February giveaway winner. Drum roll, please. Thank you so much to Ashley Noel for leaving an awesome rating. I have a Starbucks gift card waiting to be sent over to you as a token of my appreciation. So message me on Instagram and we'll get that set up ASAP. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmas. Thank you.